0: Listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in on this Friday. Good show for you today. We're going to go over everything that we couldn't go over yesterday because I spent over 15 minutes talking about Love is Blind. I do have some wrap up thoughts on Love is Blind. Thank you to the people who answered my questions for me. Of course, there was one question that got sent uh, the most responses I got yesterday. We'll talk about that. But we're also going to talk about Vanderpump rules this week. The challenge had their first reunion show. We're also going to discuss Survivor and their first episode and the finale of The Floor. Did you see that mess? (laughs) I did. I got some thoughts. We'll get to all that momentarily. This podcast is brought to you by an advertiser that is now back earth echo foods and their healthy feel good superfood product called cacao bliss nothing feels better than able to enjoy rich smooth creamy chocolate and knowing you are actually doing something good for your body usually when you get these chocolate drinks it doesn't taste like chocolate the cacao bliss does it starts with 100 usda organic rare ceremonial grade cacao beans that are naturally dried by the sun, maintaining the miraculous health benefits. You will fall in love with a truly decadent, health-free, guilt-free chocolate, helping reduce your cravings. It's going to facilitate weight loss, boost your energy, and help combat inflammation with one simple delicious drink. Not only that, it's gluten-free and paleo-keto, keto, vegan, and vegetarian diet friendly. For the past decade, Earth Echo has also been the leader with their premium superfood products, and are proud to have served millions of customers worldwide. For today and going forward for this month, as a listener to this podcast, you can receive an additional 15% off the exclusive offer when you visit shop.earthechofoods.com slash Steve, Use promo code Reality Steve. Earth Echo is also going to plant a tree and remove three plastic bottles bound for the ocean with every order. So you not only get de- delicious and nutritious cacao bliss, but you can feel good about helping the environment as well. That's an additional 15% off when you visit shop.earthechofoods.com slash realitysteve and use promo code realitysteve. Okay, let's talk about the number one thing that I received yesterday in responses from you, and that was leap year. <laughs> so basically, a lot of you either are a leap year baby that responded to me yesterday or know someone who is And essentially told me, look, Steve, it's not that big of a deal. And basically most of them seem to celebrate on February 28th, on the years that we don't have February 29th, which makes sense. They want to keep it in the same month. Someone told me they celebrate on the 28th and the 1st. So I guess they're double dipping. Is that even legal? Should you be allowed to do that if your birthday only appears every four years? Maybe so. But a lot of you responded with that, and I guess I just never put much thought into it. And basically, um, the science behind it is essentially, it takes, what, 365 days and six hours for the rotation to happen, which means if you take six hours and multiply by four years, that would make an extra day. So that's why every four years... We get it. All right. I probably did learn that in fifth grade, but do you know how long it's been since I've been in fifth grade? Um, Let's see. 15, 24. It's almost been 40 years since I'm in fifth grade, so please don't hold it against me that I didn't remember that. Some final thoughts on Love is Blind. Thank you for all those who reached out to me that are fans and, and know and have watched all previous five seasons. The biggest thing that I wanted to get answered was how often does it happen at wedding day that a couple breaks up? And based on the statistics, it happens at least once a season. Most of the time it's happened more than once. Now with only three weddings this season, maybe we're going to have only one breakup because I'm pretty sure Johnny and Amy are getting married, but could be the edit. Maybe they're fooling us. I don't know. But that was the one thing I wanted to know, and I didn't realize there had been so many breakups at the wedding day. And I didn't even realize this. I did not realize it was an option to, for both of them to say no but continue dating. I thought one had to propose, and the man had to propose, and the woman either had to say yes or no, or the woman told him before he got to propose, I don't want to be married. I didn't know that you had the option to date kind of ruins that doesn't it but i don't know i guess we'll see how next week plays out and i don't want to know the spoilers i was told though that people have searched marriage licenses in charlotte so apparently it is out there um how many of these couples have marriage licenses in the state uh I, i said charlotte of in the state of north carolina so i guess that's how it's been spoiled but I don't know. Thank God. Thank you for not telling me uh, the names of it, but it's just a, it's such a weird show, but I, it was explained to me yesterday that yes, when there have been love triangles in the pods, yes, they have the pod squad show up at some sort of mixer so they can make it uncomfortable for people. I get it. That's the television side of them working overtime, but you know, we had two couples break up already. Is that is that normal? The other thing that I was told, and I kind of knew this just because I read headlines and I've known about this show, but I've never watched it, was there are people that get engaged in the pods, do the whole honeymoon thing, go all the way to the altar, and their story is never shown, which I find pretty fascinating because the show is just like, i basically telling them, yeah, your story sucks or you're boring. Like, why else wouldn't you show it? So kind of proves they're really not out for and they're really not interested in actual love stories because if those people did get to get there, maybe they all broke up. I don't know what it was, but it is crazy to think. And then my thought process of as a production standpoint of this is like, well, wait a second. It's easy to, to delete them out of the pods. You just don't show their interactions in the pods. That's fine. Very easy to do. My question was, when they go on the honeymoons, though, you know, when we saw the honeymoon in the Dominican Republic with this season's five couples, it was always the five, it was just the five couples hanging out. So if there was an extra couple in there in a past season, how do you exclude them? Like, wouldn't we see them walking around and, you know, holding hands or kissing and be like, who the hell is that couple? What are they doing in the show? So uh, that's the part that has me questioned. But I, I have heard about this woman from last season, Renee. I did read that headline that she's suing the show because the guy that she was with, they made it all the way to, I think, wedding day or whatever, and he was abusive to her, and the show did nothing about it. They forced her to do these things. Like Again, Love is Blind is starting to come under some real, real criticism. It all started, uh, obviously, with Nick Thompson's uh, dealing with what he had to deal with the show, and now it seems like when Nick went after Kinetic, I think that's the production company behind the show, when he went after them, now a lot more people are speaking up about the treatment that they receive on that show, and it is quite interesting. And I'm curious to see where these lawsuits go, or if they're settled or something like that. So let's keep that in mind. But yeah, that is kind of weird that couples just get their whole story deleted because why? They're boring. They're not any. They just don't think they're good television. I mean, that I. It's their decision. It's their television show. I'm just curious about, in the honeymoon phase, how do they edit those people out? We'd see them. They Wouldn't the woman in the couple be talking and sitting with the other women and the men? I, just, I don't understand how they've edited this thing out, but maybe I'll learn. So very, very interesting stuff. On uh, That's my wrap-up on Love is Blind. Vanderpump Rules this week was you can kind of see the storyline arc that they're going for. This was the first episode where the rest of the gang outside of Katie and Ariana are getting back in Tom's good graces or Tom's getting back in their good graces. And we even see it on the preview for next week where Sheena is telling Ariana, you know, can I be friends with him without losing you as a friend? And Ariana doesn't seem too thrilled about that. But it is a tough position to put your friends in. I get it. Ariana has every reason to be miffed at this guy. He blew a nine-year relationship by having an affair with her best friend. I get that. She has every right to be mad at him and never speak to him again in her life. But you're putting your friends in a really tough position to say, if you even talk to him, I'm not going to be friends with you. You know, they went on a trip. I'm going to see that, you know, we'll see the results of this trip and how Ariana takes it. But I... I can see it to where it's just like, hey, we're just never, he's never going, I want to hang out with you, Sheena, and I want to hang out with you, Lala, but I never want him to be a part of it. That I understand. But if they want to be friends with Tom outside of Ariana and at least just, not BFFs, not do everything every day and he talks to them every day or anything like that, I'm not talking that, but other stuff to where they can actually, you know, converse with him and not feel afraid to text the guy back or something if he's having a bad day or whatever and he reaches out to one of them, and they're going to feel ashamed or scared because Ariana might find out about it. That, I think, is a little too extreme on Ariana's part. Just have your friendship with Sheena, have your friendship with Lala, have your friendship with Katie, and just never involve Tom in anything. That's the way it should go. James as well. But if those people want to... Be in Tom's life in some way, not his become his BFF again. I don't think any of them look seem to be looking to become his BFF again, but at, they should at least be able to talk to him without Ariana losing her shit. So I hope that's what we get to by the end of the season. I'm sure there'll be some trials and tribulations and some bumps in the road where Ariana does get pissed, but I think eventually she'll settle in. Now, this has nothing to do with the show, but did you see that Raquel? Or Ra- sorry, Rachel in uh, yesterday sued Tom and Ariana for emotional distress and revenge porn. I, 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 we have to dive into this a little bit more next week, but I want to read more about this. I know it's about the video that Ariana found on Tom's phone, but as far as I know, that hasn't circulated. Right. So just the fact that people are talking about, she sent him a dirty message or photo or video. Is that considered revenge porn? I mean, if someone posted it, yeah, that would be major, major revenge porn. But as far as I know, that never circulated. Unless she's saying it circulated within the friend group and they passed the phone around and they showed it. Okay, I guess that could be considered revenge porn. So that's why I need to know a little bit more about this. But yeah, Rachel sued Tom and Ariana yesterday. I'm sure that's going to, well, hasn't the season been, are they done filming? So maybe it's not going to make it on this season. But, again, this Scandaval, really, it, it's, it's never-ending, really. This podcast is brought to you by Way. Get on your way to good hair days in just five minutes with Way's new hair gloss. The leave-in conditioner, the multitasking leave-in conditioner, detangles, hydrates, and fights frizz for every hair type on your list. The hair oil is your fast fix for healthy hair. It's nutrient-packed, absorbs quickly, keeps the color from fading, and protects from heat damage. Give your hair a glow up with way go to the way.com that's T H E O U A I.com use promo code reality, Steve for 15% off any product. That's the way.com T H E O U A I.com promo code reality, Steve. Also, we're talking about mint mobile. They have wireless plans starting at $15 a month. That's unlimited talk and text plus data for $15 a month. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with your existing contacts. Switch to Mint Mobile and get your first three months of premium wireless service starting at just $15 a month. To get your new wireless plan for just $15 a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash realitysteve. That's mintmobile.com slash realitysteve. Cut your wireless bill to $15 a month at mintmobile.com slash reality steve additional taxes fees and restrictions apply see mint mobile for details all right let's talk about survivor first episode of the season i don't know if you know this the first two episodes of the season are actually two hours and then it goes back to 90 minute episodes so keep that in mind for next week's episode it's not every week two hours would be a bit much every week but our first two hour episode last night good premiere Although I will say it was probably the worst performance we've ever seen by an individual in a first episode with Jelinski just basically pissing down his leg the whole episode. Like the guy couldn't do anything right. Now, yes, I did listen to Rob Sesternino's no, uh, podcast yesterday where he interviewed Jelinski. And Jelinski said about an hour and a half into the bucket filling challenge that the, the sweat challenge that he had to do with Q... He said that Q suggested to him, after about an hour and a half in, why don't we quit? He goes, I just didn't do it out of the blue. It was suggested to me by Q, but I didn't realize once we got back to camp, he was spinning a different story. Okay, it's just a matter, I guess, of who you want to believe. When Q gets eliminated, if he does, maybe Q wins this season. I don't know. But when Q gets eliminated, I'm sure this will be brought up. I don't know who to believe because I don't know the full story. I haven't heard from Q. I I find it hard to believe based on what Q said, the fact that he was a former college athlete and what he was saying in his ITMs, in his confessionals, where he was saying like I don't give up, I'm a, you know, one of what was it 15 kids or something like that, that this guy an hour and a half into a challenge is just going to be like, yeah, we should just dump this. I f- I find it hard to believe, but I'm leaving the door open to see who is lying in this case. With that said, then Jelinski goes. He was, you know, volunteered, or I can't remember if he volunteered or he was voted to go and meet up. And he drew the skull, and he he couldn't keep a lie. And then he comes back, and he tells everybody, I don't have a vote. Like, then he gets to tribal council and still seems to be completely out of the blue that he's going home. Just 100% convinced that Jess is going home. And then I think he realized, he did say in the interview with Rob, once my name was written down more than once, I realized I was going home. But still, that's about as, as late as you can get. Just one of the worst first episode performances. Like, this didn't happen over a course of three or four episodes where the guy just wasn't very good. He sucked in the group challenge when they had to pull that lizard over the fence. They weren't very good at that either. Like, he just did absolutely nothing right just one I, it is what it is. It's one of the worst first episode performances we've truly ever seen on the show. <laughs> uh, Jolinsky will be a name that I don't think we'll ever forget for a long time. but yeah, man, it, it's gonna be hard to convince people that you were a legend in this game when if it's if we're considering you a legend, we're considering you one of the worst legends to ever play this game. The Challenge had their first reunion show on Wednesday night. I watched it. Again, that reunion show every season is the most choppiest edited reunion show you'll ever see. It's just going from one conversation to the next. There's a lot of screaming over each other. There were so many things in there that I wanted more details to. But the one thing that I was, what was I preaching? was that I wanted to wait till the reunion show because I really wanted to understand why Olivia did what she did. Why they saved that for the last half of the sh- episode, I was confused by. But Olivia, I, I'm, now I'm still confused about Olivia because remember I told you when she went on a podcast, she was trying to make it seem like, hey, you guys, I'm barely friends with Horacio. We were put together by our agents before we went on, what, Ride or Dies Remember, I I told you she said that in a podcast. And then I'm like, but then on the show, she's pretending she's she's close to him. But then after the show on a podcast, she's saying, look, we weren't really that close. I didn't know him before Ryder dies, basically. So that was confusing because then on the show, she's crying about losing her friendship with Norris and Horacio. And she did apologize. And she said when she watches it back. She realizes the mistake that she made, and she hopes that her and Norris can get to a place where they become BFFs, which is what they were leading into this season. They were really close. They showed the videos of them, posting TikToks together, posting videos together, always hanging out. And then all of a sudden, Olivia does that to her on the show, and we find out it's because Anissa was hooking up with somebody's brother. I can't remember whose brother it was who then told Norris, hey, this is this is what it is. Or it was narice's brother, right? Whatever it was. Like, be careful about Olivia. And then Maria Menounos flat out asked Olivia, what did you say? And why did you say it? And I didn't think her answer was great. I don't remember it exactly word for word, but I don't think it was great. Because it was like, she was asked a direct question. What did you say to Nerissa to other people? What were you telling them? And why? And she just... I think she just turned it into, I, I shouldn't have said the things, I shouldn't have said certain things, and I, I don't know. I, I thought it was pretty weak, but it seems like they're all over it. I'm glad Emmanuel didn't get a lot of airtime on the reunion show because I thought his victory was anticlimactic. You could kind of tell the legends of the show that were there, Car Maria, Laurel, Devin, Tory. Darrell, like, while they said, hey, he won, you could tell. They were like, dude, <laughs> you cheated. You copied off Berna's Sudoku or whatever. Narice said, we all saw you do it. If you don't do that, I win. Tori made a great point. I think she is right when she says, I think there should be a male and female winner. Because especially when you look at that final this for this season, they all had to do the same things and i'm sorry that there is a strength difference between emmanuel and what he could do strength wise and i understand it's like well we're evening it out by giving you know naris puzzles which she's better at but still he had such a large lead after the swimming portion i i i i'm just i'm all for having a man and women and woman win every season i think there should be a a a woman winner and a man winner it's just that's the way i i, I when Tori brought that up, I'm like, yeah, I can I, I can I can get with that. Just because I, I, I think it's uneven if you're having men and women run the exact same final, nobody gets any sort of advantage, nobody gets it's just men are going to have a bigger lead in a lot of the strength competitions. And Emmanuel blew everybody out of the water in the swimming portion. He was way ahead of everybody. Like, that's an advantage. I'm sorry. There's no other way around it. You know, so I'm for that going forward. And finally, let's end with the floor. Did you watch the finale the other night? I did, and I'm so bothered by it. I put all this time into this show. I watched however many episodes they had, eight, ten, I don't even remember. But I just find it so ridiculous that with 81 people that start... Basically, you can luck out and just never get picked until the end, and you have to win maybe one or two battles, and boom, you're the $250,000 winner. Like that guy Gene was just rolling people. That other dude that had all the spots, he was rolling people. But you you know you lose one category, and you're like, oh, well, I'm done. I had 35 spots on the board, and now I'm done. I've beaten seven, eight, nine people, and now I'm done because I lost one category from this person who's playing a challenge for the first time. And the woman who won, I mean, congratulations. I forget her name. I want to say it's Jacqueline, but I could be wrong. I mean, congratulations that she won, but how many competitions, how many head to heads did she win in the course of that game? Three. I think there's gotta be some sort of, minimum. it's almost like challenge. Making it to TJ's final without having going to the arena all season long, I just I just don't think it's I don't I. I think you need to do more, and I guess it's a game of luck where you basically you know the randomizer doesn't pick you all season. What are you going to do? You can't just automatically start playing. It has to pick you, or somebody wants to pick you to challenges you because they like your category. You know, obviously the biggest mistake was the guy at the end, who ended up choosing. He had a choice. That was the only twist. Was that every time you challenge someone, you have to challenge them in their category. So it's not even your category. But for the finals, he was able to either choose his category or hers. Hers was international foods. His was fashion icons. And he lost by a lot. I think he passed five times. Like it wasn't even a, it wasn't even a, a competitive finale. I think she had 35 seconds left on her clock and he timed out because he passed five times. He didn't know who any of the fashion icons were. So it's like, OK, you did all that all season. And then a woman wins in a blowout fashion because she won, what, three challenges all season, maybe four. I don't know. I don't know how you change up the rules. I don't know how you, you do it different next year if it's even coming back. But left a sour taste in my mouth for putting all that time in and to have that happen in the finale where it wasn't even close. Anyway, go away, Floor, at least for another year. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Follow me on Apple Podcasts. Also rate and review, but you got to hit play. It doesn't count for it to download into your feeds anymore. You got to hit play. So please do that. Go back and hit play if you've missed any days this week or last week or last month. I'd really appreciate it. that you have a great weekend. I'm going to try and have a great weekend. And I will talk to you on Monday. See you!